This is Nathaniel Sky coming to you with a mini-sode of the Immersion Nation podcast. This little nugget is all about what's on the horizon for Windy City Playhouse. So much going on that I wanted to pull this out of the main conversation and drop it here for any and all interested. I'm actually recording this from New York City, so more on that after the show. said that you have upcoming shows, uh, a few different types of immersive things in the works, and I couldn't mm-hmm. let that slide by. I, I'm curious, like, what other formats you're playing with? Uh, so, Recommendation, which is opening right now, um, that the audience moves together. So we move the audience about, I think, about 10 times through the play but they move as a group. It's also very, very small, like Southern Gothic. It's only 30 people, um, but but it's 30 people moving together. And um, and once they're they're in a space, there's not a lot of wandering through the space. So there you wander, but you wander all at the same time and then you stop. And um, and so that's very, very, very different. And you go on this journey with these with these men who are you know, at, as time passes and things change, um, you you go with them. So there's not much audience agency like there is in Southern Gothic. Um, but the spaces are incredibly cool. Like you're um, you're in a dorm room, you're in a prison cell, you're outside of a mansion in the Hollywood Hills, you're um, in a sauna. So you go through these really cool places. Uh, and the sets are awesome, but but you're all moving together. So very different. Um, then we're working on another piece. Uh, we're working on another piece called, um, uh, um, oh my goodness, Every Brilliant Thing. And that piece, we're actually putting the audience inside of an, an art installation. So that's probably... Um, well, it's, it, it is immersive, but it's a different, a, definitely a different kind of immersive also. But the audience does stay put in that one and they don't move at all in that piece. But um, but you're inside of an art installation of sorts. And then we're working on a piece. The same creators of Southern Gothic are creating another piece in the same format of Southern Gothic. So we're creating a 1920s speakeasy piece um, and with the with the with a very similar format to Southern Gothic. So um, same idea of, of you can move around and there's, you know, up to five spaces activated at a time. Um, it's the, it's the upstairs brothel and the, and the bar and the back alleyway and the office and the front of the speakeasy. So it's all sorts of places like that. So uh, that's similar. We're working on, um, on a restaurant piece with a with a famous chef who's working with us on it right now. Ooh, um, may we, I or dare I ask? May I ask? <laughs> <laughs> if not, that's okay. Um, um, I don't I don't know if I can if I can say quite yet, but you'll have to check back with me very soon, and I will and I'll tell you who it is. But um, we we're creating a piece uh, with him where the audience um, comes to this this restaurant and it's, it's, uh, similar to Southern Gothic in the sense that spaces are activated all at the same time. So you can move around, but there are certain points in time where the audience is seen and that's when they're seated at the tables. When they're seated at a table, the, the staff at the restaurant can see them. But if an audience gets up, 
then the staff can no longer see them. So that's very different. Um, that's really cool. And that includes food, which is also really cool. <laughs> uh, then what, uh, what else do we have right now? Um, uh, we are doing, we're working on, um, on a couple spooky pieces, um, that are also different. Some of them where there is a little bit more, um, audience participation, uh, but not, but not anything where the audience necessarily plays a character. Um, the audience gets to be themselves, but, um, but invited into these different worlds. So we've got a, we've got a lot going on. Wow, we we yeah. definitely, I don't see us doing anything uh, too traditional anymore. We did just close Noises Off, um, which is a quite a traditional piece. But we had, um, I don't know if you know the play, but in the first act of Noises Off, it is a, it's a theater and actors are, are in a dress rehearsal putting on a play. And um, in the second act, um, the you see the backstage of the theater and so traditionally the set changes or flips around or something you know and the audience stays put right well we brought for the second act we brought the audience backstage to the actual backstage and the audience was just uh, kind of dispersed throughout the backstage and it was a super intimate and really exciting and um and so you know while that wasn't i wouldn't consider it immersive it had an immersive aspect to it i would say that's certainly as traditional as we're going to ever get i don't know if we'll go back that traditional or not but once you start doing immersive works it's really hard to go back <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? it's it's just not it's not the same anymore you have so many limitations on your creation when you're not doing immersive works and you limit the audience so much it's like watching it's like the difference between going to the zoo and going on a safari. <laughs> That's a really good comparison. I like that. And I think when you experience, or I guess what, what you would imagine, you know, what you can imagine experiencing a safari, like it, it would be hard to go back to a zoo, you know? Yeah. You're yeah. just very limited in what you can see and, and how you experience it and watch it. So it's a, uh, I don't know. There'd have to be a really specific reason as to why we would go back and it would have to service the piece. Um, because I think audiences are better served in, in this environment. If you can do it, if you can do it, you know, we're, we're, we're lucky to have a, um, to have a, a very large black box. But if we had a space that had seats and a stage, then it would be a lot harder to do what we do. And that's, you know, 90% of the theaters <laughs> have a stage and seats that are placed and then they're already kind of, you know, trapped into that given circumstance, which is okay. I'm not, that's not, you know, that's not to say that I still love going to, to, to any kind of theater again, you know, like I said, but I just don't know if I could create uh, like that again, unless it was for a specific reason. 
hello. Thank you for listening to this little mini-sode. It is a bit of an experiment, so if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, what have you, please feel free to shoot Immersionation a DM on Instagram. I personally respond to every single one of those, so feel free to reach out if you care to chat. So a brief note, a little bit more on why I am in New York at the moment. One of the main reasons is Epic Immersive, who just collaborated with Wilderance out here. One of the, um, or maybe the uh, immersive event space for New York City, just collaborated for a hackathon for immersive creators, meaning a bunch of immersive creators got together and workshopped and put together shows with some wonderful and expert talent uh, supporting, supervising, educating, and contributing to that. I was very disappointed because I thought I was going to miss out on all of the fun. But thankfully, Epic Immersive has teamed up with the House of Yes here in Brooklyn to put on a really incredible immersive panel. I will be throwing out some more tidbits and info on that before full coverage after the fact. So... Keep your eyes open. Things are coming down the pipe.